1: About chicken, a la king, mango, and garbanzo. Tabouli, potatoes and vegetables, with roasted garlic, and basil, zucchini zonola fruit bar. Yeah. Look
0: at all this beautiful food. Oh, Guys, welcome to Green X and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds. But all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, amazing actor, host, hunter, and I'm gonna say comedian. Because this guy makes me laugh more than more than most other people in my life. Um, right. He he was in the iconic films Stand By Me, Kangaroo Jack, and Piranha 3D. Yes. It was in, he's, yeah. in, he's in one, two, and three dimensions. He's yeah. currently the host of three, count them, three shows, The Talk, Pictionary, and The Love Boat. Jerry O'Connell is on the podcast today. Jerry, I'm so excited to have you on. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm excited to be here too. I, uh, when you told me the conceit for this podcast, I thought it was really funny. It's, uh, you can tell a lot from a person from their fridge and I know, uh, you are a real foodie cause I've eaten with you, uh, outside and you have a lot of questions to wait staff about, uh, consistency of sauces and uh you have all kinds of questions you can't just order the fucking burger dan you gotta (laughs) it's gotta be a whole thing
0: i gotta Um, find out where the cow came from uh the provenance of the the bun we call them
1: foodies but um i thought it was a really fun uh concept
0: i appreciate it well uh, let's get into your fridge you guys can see jerry's fridge On my Instagram, at StandUpDan. Okay, great. So there's a lot of close up Let's start with the wide shot. Top row. Uh, We got the Aquapana, Fancy Water. We got the uh, Horizon There is
1: There is is tap water in that Aquapana. Is that true? I I reused that that glass bottle. That's what I uh, take with me if I'm uh, going to drink. There is tap water. I only drink tap water, Dan. I'm from New York City, and I'm a firm believer in the fluorides and tap water.
0: Yes, but you don't live in New York City now. You live in California where the tap water has, you know, like it's got chemicals. It's got, it's got, it's got sewage.
1: Dan, I'm going to be super honest with everybody here. I only drink tap water. That's all I drink. There is tap water inside of that glass bottle. You can see there's no cap on the, on the top. It's sealed. It looks like like it's
0: sealed on the, it's not
1: sealed. There is, there is no cap on there. You can look up and zoom up.
0: So what you bought one bottle of Aquapana. Did you pour the Aquapana out and then put in tap water?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll drink that <laughs> bottle of water. Uh, no, I believe um, I I drank that or someone in my family did. And uh, actually, my father always had a glass bottle of water in the fridge and drank from it. And that's what I do.
0: I love it. Um, yeah. I, I wish you well. I hope, I hope it's going to be okay. Yeah, um, I think it is. You know, next to it, uh, just going on with the healthy liquids in the fridge, we have a carton of cultured buttermilk. Yeah. What's that about? Do you use that? Always for keep that eggnog?
1: in there. No, always keep it in there. Um, my grandmother was someone who, wow, much like my father, who would take swigs from a glass water bottle, my grandmother uh, took hits from a, a buttermilk container throughout the
0: day. And I'm one of those people. Wait, really? Like for yeah. like for for just like a shot of uh, of like nutrition of like uh, give me that energy. Good, good...
1: Uh, if you're hungry, it's just uh, I take shots of I take hits <laughs> off of that buttermilk every time I pass the fridge.
0: <laughs> Get out of here! I've yeah. never heard of and, anyone
1: doing that. Yeah. By the way, we are a strictly dairy household. Only actual dairy milk products in the fridge. Yeah. We don't play no almond milk or rice milk or uh, fake-ass milk. I don't I even like think that. you should call it milk. I'm with the dairy farmers. You can't call it milk.
0: No, it has to come out of a teat. An almond does not come out of a teat. But, yeah, we
1: take uh, you know, I don't know why my grandmother always – you know, um, my wife told me that it has, like um, – what's the yogurt stuff that used to make uh, Jamie Lee Curtis shit? Um, probiotics? Like the, uh, yeah, it's got probiotics in it. <laughs> and um, – I just, I always take a hit off of buttermilk. Always have a carton of buttermilk in the fridge.
0: I don't hate this idea. It sounds like a very natural way to do the probiotic thing. and here's what's
1: so crazy. If you go to the left, you'll see um, a spray bottle with white liquid in there.
0: Yeah, there is a a yellow, sort of like a spray bottle that you'd see at the hair salon. Yeah. And there's white liquid in that. What is that?
1: So that's got buttermilk in there, okay? And we have... um,
0: you spray oh, it on it, the cat
1: when it rains, my wife sprays buttermilk on our stone steps outside and some stone plant potters that we have. And <laughs> what you get is an algae texture, a mossy texture on the West coast. Cause it's very dry here in Los Angeles to concrete and stone outside. So my wife when it rains as it has been here in Los Angeles, the last few days takes the buttermilk and puts it on our stone uh, work out outside. And it gets this beautiful mossy East coast Ivy league sort
0: of English, old English look to it. Try it. Okay. Hold on a second. This is, there's a lot to unpack there. Excuse me that I'm not just glossing over the fact that uh, your, your beautiful wife, yeah. goes out with a spray bottle of buttermilk yep. and starts like the rains are a coming mixed with water. Right. So the rains are a coming. She sees it on the weather, right. the, on the, on the weather app on her iPhone. It's about to rain. Yep. She yep. runs for the buttermilk in a, in a spray bottle. That's permanently yep. in the fridge, top of the fridge, by the way, prime real estate in the fridge.
1: You, you and, know, it's only during rainy season that, that you're going <laughs> to see that
0: spray bottle in there.
1: Okay. It's <laughs> only during rainy season.
0: So, so she goes out and spray. Was this? Hold on. Was this her thing that she brought into the marriage, or was this your thing because you brought in the buttermilk from grandma? Who brought in the buttermilk spraying? Why is my your wife, family sponsored by my buttermilk? wife?
1: Must have read on Pinterest or something. If you spray stone with buttermilk, you will get like a mossy, old school texture to stonework and. Um, my wife said, "Oh my gosh, this is incredible! You're a buttermilk drinker. I need. Can I borrow some of your buttermilk?" And I was like, "Have at it."
0: This is this is amazing. What a what yeah. a what a confluence of of things to, to yeah. come together. Uh, my
1: wife's family also um, used to uh, with their breakfast have a, like a shot glass of buttermilk in the morning. So we're actually a dual.
0: Oh, uh, we bonded over buttermilk. I'm gonna ask a crazy question. I'm going to ask the crazy, what is buttermilk? I think it's just
1: like, uh, it seems like thicker, not as sweet
0: milk. Okay. It's almost like yogurt. It's almost like yogurt milk. Interesting. I guess kefir. Kefir. Oh, so it's like a non, you know what it is? It's probably a non-Middle Eastern kefir. Because it's sometimes a you hear Eastern kefir. you hear those words kefir. I understand as a Middle Eastern man. I know. Yeah, I didn't want to generalize
1: I and stereotype, but I did want to say something that you would identify with. And I knew if I said the K word, you'd be like, "Ooh, kefir.
0: <laughs> the K word." Um, okay, next to your buttermilk. Next oh, oh, oh keeper, keeper. Next to your American oh. kefir. Right. You've you've got um, martini and rossi. Yeah. Is that a a bottle of bubbles?
1: You know, we always keep a bubbly chilled in case somebody comes over. We, uh, my wife loves uh, some bubbles; it gets her uh, in the mood, and uh, we always just keep a bottle of bubbly chilling. There's when you there's say it gets her.
0: When you say it gets her in the mood, what does that in mean? In the mood for what? You can read into that any
1: way you want to. It's my oh. wife seems to get in a jovial mood whenever my wife drinks uh, some bubbly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just picturing YouTube naked slathering buttermilk all over each other now
1: <laughs> keeper slather keeper all Sorry, over Sorry,
0: keeper and then what's this what's this athletic drink there's a the drink with a with a man mid uh run naked man with beautiful muscles this is a secret of mine what this is, this is a that of mine bottle? it's called
1: it's liquid carnitine okay okay and if you're looking for a pump or you're looking to like burn fat like a real like Fat burning pump, blood pumping, and actually like helps with all the man parts. This is for the fellas. I don't know how women. I don't know how it affects women. Hey, their uh,
0: parts, their parts need some to 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 get some pumping flow as well. Liquid carnitine, real pump, fat burning pump gets the blood (laughs)
1: flowing. If you know what I mean. You have to stop saying pump. (laughs) I mean, it gets it's a it's a pump. Liquid carnitine, really really good stuff
0: what is this like illegal like do you have to like go to tijuana to get this
1: no you can get it at a gnc good stuff and that's uh and that's not even highfalutin carnitine that's just like brand x over the counter
0: that's the that's the kirkland carnitine carnitine.
1: yeah but i'm a big (laughs) fan of it i uh, i really really suggest it interesting
0: um, second row here, this seems sure. to be the Bristol farms deli counter, uh, over um, here. You know, got... we,
1: we got some leftovers from Thanksgiving. I think those are going to be like garlic cloves.
0: Okay. Um, Thanksgiving and, was uh, about, uh, three weeks ago. All
1: right. Yeah. So there's <laughs> still some stuff left in there. Uh, that's going to be some Bristol farm, Turkey chili. Mm-hmm. Um, m- my kids love Turkey chili. And next to the eggs there, if you notice, I take the eggs out of the car. And put them in this fancy sort of egg dish. Yeah, it looks, like a, it looks
0: like a it looks like a La Crusette egg dish, like it's oh, red. It's it, it looks like it's made out of a potter, like a potter made this egg thing.
1: Yeah, we um we're big egg eaters in our household. We think it's a really good source of protein. We're a we're a protein heavy household. Dan,
0: I like that you guys are so old school. Like you guys are like you live on a farm. Like you have cultured sure. butters and eggs, sure. and it's like how it should be, in my opinion. And how it used to be before everyone went crazy with all their, their well, uh, alternatives. You know, we just,
1: we just did a, a trip in Europe this summer. And listen, those Europeans are all in shape and seem pretty healthy to me. And everybody eats real butter and everybody eats real eggs and everybody drinks real milk. And that is, that is our diet. We're real eggs, milk, butter family.
0: Well, the thing is with this stuff is... It's when you have the real stuff, it's going to fill you up quicker. So you don't need to have a whole carton of milk. You're you're, you know, you have your you get you got a little bit and you get your fill.
1: Listen, we live in Los Angeles where people don't eat butter. They don't eat um, eggs. They don't eat egg yolks. uh, They don't eat dairy. But uh, we are not those people.
0: You know what? It makes me love you even more. I I already love you so much. Uh, but now, as if that love couldn't blossom anymore. So let's go seems-
1: down. Let me also describe because I actually designed the shelf sizes in this refrigerator. We have, um,
0: yeah, pretty interesting good, shelf we have, sizes.
1: We have a pretty good refrigerator. I think it's a Wolf. Uh, so that's like a good brand of
0: fridge, yeah, that's a know? good brand. I know and, they make very um, good. Uh, they make they make good stuff.
1: I think it's a Wolf. I don't think it's a sub-zero, but it's a it's a good fridge. It's not a cheap fridge. Um, no,
0: it's got good lighting. You can tell. But
1: I but I really um, designed the shelving sizes. So we have yeah. uh, one that's a big one for milk, real milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that's a little one for the eggs and yeah. uh, leftovers. I think and if you really zoom in there next to the eggs, I think you're going to see some liverwurst, dude.
0: Whoa, liverwurst. Yeah.
1: Who does the liverwurst? Some liverwurst right there? We all do, man. Put it on bread and eat it up.
0: Wow. Liverwurst. I, l- I love the way you guys eat. You guys literally, is you this, guys.
1: Is this going to be the first liverwurst that's ever been on your
0: podcast? 100% it is. Yeah. Congratulations, Jerry O'Connor. Yeah. Breaking, breaking the glass the, ceiling of liverwurst. Breaking the, oh.
1: breaking the processed meat ceiling. Hell yeah. <laughs> so
0: let's so, go beneath and we got some real butter there. We got, not only do we have real butter, ladies and gentlemen, we have real butter that is unwrapped, barely legal, naked butter, unwrapped on a, on its own little tray, sitting on top of a Bristol Farms pint of coleslaw, it looks like. Yep. But it's like, and it's got a light shining right on it, like it's a centerpiece. Like it is, you know, it it is your family planting the dairy flag in this fridge
1: we love butter i don't know what to tell you
0: hey man i'm not attacking you for it we uh cook with it we put it on things yeah it's uh
1: there's always sticks of butter in our fridge sticks of it <laughs> i'm not joking <laughs> you- now i have to tell you now my wife as you can see from this fridge is a i mean i hate to give them an unpaid shout out but whatevs here we are we're on your podcast my wife is a huge Bristol Farms fan and mm. I am too. Their food is good. Their deli food is good with a capital G. Yeah. Now that said, when it comes to things like butter,
0: not lower cat, not lowercase great, but uppercase good. Now,
1: when it comes to things like butter, I don't like spending twice as much for butter in places like Bristol Farms or Gilson's. Mm-hmm. So I shop at a little, store called smart and final, mm. but I like a particular brand called first street. Are you familiar, Dan, or is that way beneath
0: you? Of course <laughs> I'm familiar with first. Street.
1: <laughs> God, okay, okay, good. Yeah. Um, but I, what I do is to not embarrass my wife because we live in Calabasas, which is sort of an affluent area. We live in sort of the lower income area of Calabasas, but whatevs we're still here. We, we made it. I have bristol farms reusable bags because we're into the environment and i go to smart and final and fill it with first street like butter and milk and eggs but put it in the bristol farms reusable bags (laughs) so as to not embarrass
0: my wife (laughs) so when you get out of the car and you're walking to the house or i guess if you're walking out of the smart and final and then you're down the block and and the paparazzi are there right right Right. True. You, yes. you don't want them to, or right. you don't care, but you just to to, to keep up airs with your wife.
1: Yeah, but I I get it. Like, this is this is a perception town showbiz. Yeah. And it's about yeah. perception. And if people see me with an armload of First Street stuff, they're going to be like, man, it's such a bummer. He was a child actor and look <laughs> at him. Like, he's hit hard times. Maybe it's addiction. <laughs> it's just like eating canned goods from First Street, from Smart and Final. But if they see the Bristol Farms, they're like, "Wow, he's not only like in front of the camera; he's probably behind the camera. He's doing it all.
0: He's an executive producer."
1: Yeah, but I when it know. comes to <laughs> when it comes to butter and eggs and milk and the basics, I pick it up at Smart and Final. Let's go beneath that. What we have there is uh, you'll see that yellow stuff inside of the container.
0: Oh, yeah. This looks like some sort of curry of some sort.
1: You're correct. It is a curry from a Thai restaurant. I got to give them a shout out. It's right here in um, the Valley, actually in North Hollywood. Um, It's the only Thai restaurant we eat from. It's called Summer Canteen or Sweet Canteen on Lancashire. And that is a coconut curry chicken that we get that is so good. And I Mm. heat that up and love it.
0: Yeah, Um, that's. Thai food is my some, comfort food. I, I Thai food is definitely my comfort food. Rainy day, if I feel a little thick,
1: yeah. The Thai food's it's coming really, in. It's really good. And uh um they do these uh shrimp lettuce wraps that are really good, but we seem to gobble those up. Uh and back of that are grapes. My kids love grapes. Beneath that is where we're gonna get a little shady. You'll see a silver bowl on another smaller shelf. Yeah, tell me if you can is, tell me
0: what's in there. Okay, so this is there's a silver bowl that looks like it's yeah. uh it looks like it's from another time. It looks like it's yeah. like an Indiana Jones bowl, right? It's like and a, it's like
1: a, it's like it's like a pewter bowl.
0: Yeah, and inside pewter. there's a bunch of like, I don't know. It looks like a dog foody meat. <laughs> like a, it looks really, really kind of vile. And it's out in the open. There's no cover. There's no plastic on top of it. It's as if it's like the air freshener of the fridge. What is that?
1: I am. I'm a cat daddy. Dan, I have, are you ready for this? Because it's going to, this is where the, this is where the interview gets weird. Okay. I have six cats. Oh my God. Yeah, baby. Six. Oh my God. I love each one equally. They love me. They sleep with us. They don't sleep with us. They're always in our business. Sometimes they're not in our business. Uh, I love them. I'm a cat daddy. And that is. That is some chopped like chicken and fish. That's like a concoction that we make for our cats.
0: Wait a second. So there's there's chopped chicken and it's a little bit of
1: cat food and it's a little bit of shredded chicken that we get. And it's like we make like a like a like a like a meat fish chicken potpourri thing for them. It's our special recipe.
0: I'm assuming the smells awful and vile yet it is it smells like cat food
1: but you get used to it just like living with cats now listen i hated cats yeah but but now all
0: your food's gonna smell like cat food like you i hate why don't you put plastic on top of it
1: because it reminds me of them and i love them and it's like they're a part of my life even their food even if it makes everything (laughs) smell like fish it's okay Oh no. and there's actually something we get from trader joe's which is a a cat tuna, which is like brown, unbleached tuna. And we just mix it all in there. And it's just like a hodgepodge of just like cat food. And I got to tell you, Dan, I didn't like Mm. cats at all. I thought I was allergic. I would actually not go out with people if they said they had cats. I would stay away from them. And then I met my wife and I married my wife. And a few years into our marriage, my wife said, I want a cat. And I said, no. And then I went away for a long weekend with my boys. I went on a boy's trip. And when I came Mm. back, there were not one, but two cats in our house. Wow! And I said, I told you I didn't want cats. And my wife said, then you shouldn't have gone on that trip. And (laughs) it took a few months of mostly my allergies resetting, but it took a few months. And you know what? I fell in love with those two cats and we've now expanded to four more. And actually, one of those cats have passed since then. God rest its little kitty soul. But we got a new cat. I did, I adopted the kitten, and we now have six cats. And uh our fridge is a lot of the smell, not a lot of the space, but a lot of the smell. I'd say 99% of the smell is oh my god. For our kitties.
0: <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. There's a lot there, Jerry. There's a lot. First yeah, of all, okay. you, I, and I mean, this as a compliment that it is. You're probably the coolest cat dad that I know. Cat people. I, I don't associate cat people with coolness with dudes who have vintage American uh, yeah, uh, cars. muscle cars. Sure. Um, No, that, you know, guys with cool jean jackets and fun yeah. glasses yep. and you know, yeah, it's not what I—it's not what I associate. I know with cats, but I you know. own it, you own it, and you make it your thing, and I'm fine with that. What I don't understand is your butter has no covering on it. It's on the—it's—it's—it's right. it's, it's six inches away from an open kind
1: of sewage bowl of
0: cat of disgusting yeah. animals that should never be yeah. in the same bowl together of fish, a chicken, and a and a cow. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that uh, must be it must be adding flavor and smell to the butter and to everything else. Hey Dan, I,
1: I gotta tell you, you would make a, a great cat daddy. You would if you had a cat, I don't think so. Would I'm, I'm telling you, by the way, I travel with my cats, I put them in a little backpack. A backpack? Yeah. I have a little backpack and I usually take one with me on a trip if I go somewhere or something, or how do you know I which one to one. take? You know, one doesn't like the bag she goes crazy. She like tries to bite and meows all the time. So I don't l- make her leave the house. Okay. But, um, we have one cat. Um, you know what, I, when we get up this call, I'll, I'll send you a photo of her. She's the cutest. And I take her with me. She loves to travel.
0: Okay. So I want to, um, I'm, I'm, you sent a bunch of pictures of your fridge. I want to make yeah. sure that we, uh, that we don't leave anything. I'll show you all the
1: details. I want to show uh, My wife introduced me to, um, It's an alternative to soy sauce. I took a close-up of it. It's like an amino sauce. Do you see it? It says garlic something or other. Yes. There. My wife puts that on everything. I have no idea what it is, but it's really good. And my wife says it's super healthy and that it's good for you. Can you read what it is?
0: It says coconut secret, organic garlic, sauce, and marinade. Soy free.
1: Soy free. So my wife says that soy is bad. I don't know why. Um,
0: you know, a lot of the kids say soy is bad because of estrogen stuff.
1: Okay, so this is what we put on a lot of stuff. This soy-free, coconut secret, organic garlic sauce and marinade. Yeah, but it doesn't tell
0: me what it is. I have no idea what this is. I
1: think it's an amino, something, and it's like an
0: amino sauce. Okay, let's see what this says here. Discover the delicious, sweet, tangy flavor of the original soy sauce alternative, with 70- less sodium, da-da-da crafted from hand harvested naturally fermented organic coconut blossom sap they're just making stuff up what's coconut blossom sap it's not no, a real no, thing sounds
1: good it sounds
0: coconut. good always anyway, well, oh, it's soy free it's gluten free it's keto friendly all it tell no added sugar it just tells me what's not in it but it won't tell me what's in it well my wife
1: swears by it and i like it and i put it on everything and it's got it's healthy you, you asked me to take photos of my fridge and things <laughs> that jump out at me, and that's something that jumped out at me. I took a close-up of it. I wanted to
0: show you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, so now I'd like to get into our relation. Well, let me see. Is there anything else here in the fridge? We got the Chick-fil-A sauce. That's exciting. Oh, We've yeah. Got- we,
1: we we do keep – I get extra Chick-fil-A sauces, and we keep them at home. Uh, we like Chick-fil-A sauce on a lot of things. Oh, let me tell you about that The bowl of pills there.
0: Yeah, there's a bowl of pills next to, like, your yogurts. It's like an open bowl of pills. No cover. Nothing has a cover in this fridge. This fridge is so raw dog, man. It's just like (laughs) (laughs) everything. Um, uh,
1: I'm a firm believer in fish oil pills every day. Um, I had a problem with my shoulder and it was like a nerve problem. And the doctor told me to take a, a fish oil pill once a day and it would help my nerves and my heart. So I take a fish oil pill a day and I keep those in the fridge. And uh, I love aspirin. You'll see those are aspirin next to them. And oh, I just wow. dump aspirin and fish oil <laughs> pills in a bowl. And every morning I wake up and I take a fish oil <laughs> pill and I take uh, a couple
0: aspirin. Is that for heart attack stuff? Do you have like heart disease in the family?
1: You know, my, my dad had some heart disease stuff. And uh, so I, um yeah, I, I just make sure I'm not going to get a heart heart attack. I just, it's like preventative stuff uh the aspirin yeah. i take because um i don't know i'm older my my bones hurt you know
0: you let me tell you something uh it's funny that you say you're older because that is not the vibe that i get from jerry o'connell and uh, i'd like to get into a little bit of our history which sure. um we met recently we're fat we're we're new friends we're yeah. new friends older in life new friends we met uh on the set of a movie that we're both doing sure uh, called um, the
1: donor party it's a hilarious movie. Coming out, I'm going to guess, this upcoming year,
0: 2023. It's going to be a very funny movie. And there's a lot of hilarious, wonderful actors in it. And, you know, you're one of those guys on set that is, you're the fun guy. You are, everyone loves to hang out with you, from the wardrobe people to the hair people. Everyone wants, you create create a fun vibe for everyone. Right. And Uh, then, you know, can I answer
1: that for a second? Please you know, I was a kid actor. I was in Stand By Me and um, I'm not going to say I grew up on a set because, you know, I went, I was in public school. I went to college. So I wasn't like raised on a set, but to me, there is nothing more fun when you're on a set and you're an actor Mm. to me. And, you know, we did the donor party, which was a smaller independent film. But when I get on set, it feels to me like the center of the world. Like it feels like at that moment, the most important thing that's happening in the world is that movie and that shot. And it really feels like a privilege to be on a set. And I um, I get excited when I get on a set. I love everybody. I love the people. I love hanging with the actors. I love getting mic'd up by the sound department. I love going to the craft service table and getting a coffee and shooting the shit. And I, I love it. I love the process. I'm a real process
0: person i love the process but here's what's interesting about it to me i've been on i've been on many sets and a lot of people don't treat it like that and especially the people who are let's say the most famous people in that movie well, they not, are usually not the most the,
1: famous the people who've been doing it for a while get a little they're a little bored of it and by the way i'm i get it when you've been on enough sets you just want to Fucking close your eyes and do the work and go home like I get yeah. it. But to me, I've actually had like years of abject unemployment. So I really am. And this is like the eye rolly part of this interview. I'm really grateful that I'm, you know, a man in my late 40s and I'm still working, you know?
0: Yeah. Jerry's obsessed with buttermilk, so I figured let's take a deeper look inside. The name buttermilk can be misleading, as it does not contain any butter. Traditional buttermilk is made from the liquid left over when whole milk is churned into butter. Drinking it on its own is actually super popular in India, partly because it's pretty shelf-stable and doesn't need refrigeration. It's so high in acid that bacteria don't like to live in it. So if you don't have a fridge, you can still have it hanging out. But the other reason they drink it is because buttermilk is apparently a frickin' superfood! A super drink! It reduces acid reflux, fights constipation, has tons of probiotics, and is full of vitamins and minerals. Jerry was right! At least he was right about this, not about leaving festering cat food uncovered in the fridge.
1: Full disclosure, when we did this movie, I really found Dan to be very funny immediately. So my character has uh, a breakdown and I really included and this is where like I like to include my personal life with like my professional life. I really included Dan with my breakdown. This was not something that was in the script, but I included because I was having so much fun with him off camera. I included him in my breakdown and it was physical. I was doing spoiler alert everybody I was doing physical things with Dan where I was physically manipulating him in this breakdown I was having (laughs) and some people would deem it offensive touching actually and I did it without (laughs) asking permission because I wanted to make him laugh and I felt uh I felt a trust with Dan and Mm -hmm. they said cut and then we, we had a break and we sat down and Dan sat next to me and Dan went I don't know if I should take this as an insult or as a compliment. I'll take it as a compliment because I try to remain positive. But Dan said, wow, I didn't. Um, I didn't think you were a funny, interesting person. You're a funny- OK. That's not what, <laughs>
0: that's not what I said. But I remember this. I remember this. I remember. First of all, after you did that, the intimacy coordinator did come over. Say, are you OK, Dan? And I said, I didn't say anything. She said blink twice if you need help. And and my eyes were were so dry I couldn't get that second blanket, but but no look Jerry I've seen all your work and you're an amazing actor and you do a lot of hilarious stuff but there's a lot of comedic actors that you see try to do improv and they're fucking awful they just don't know what they're doing like they're just not good off the cuff I was super impressed with how amazing you were off the cuff and where I was like I was like is Jerry like did I not know that he's like an improv guy that like went through the whole improv school, all that stuff. I, I and did. you are, and you yeah. are. And I just, I didn't know, but I was like, dude, this guy's doing like high level improv. And I just didn't know that that was the thing that you did. You know no, what hey, I mean?
1: Let me just, let me just interject for a second. Cause this is what we call in showbiz as like a takeaway where the audience takes something away from a conversation. It's so funny. I was a working actor. I was in a TV show, I graduated college, I graduated in 90, whatever. And I was working on a TV show. And I did a movie with Horatio Sands of, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the founders of Upright Citizens Brigade. And he said to me, Hey, man, you're, you're funny, but you should go to, um, you should take classes at UCB. We're trying to do like, sort of like a, a new school Second City thing. Yeah, and I was like, I don't have to take fucking classes. I'm a working actor. I'm in a TV show, and it was Horatio Sands that said, "Hey man, I'm, I'm telling you, there's techniques that we use in finding what they call the game, which yeah. uh, is like looking for repetitive jokes in in situations and scenes." And he said, "It's it's a new school way of acting, and this is just when." the office in the United States was coming out and Mm -hmm. this guy named Steve Carell was like killing it. And it was supposedly like a lot of it was unscripted and just stuff he's finding in the moment. And I remember, you know, I was an actor who was going up for pilot season and trying to get on whatever shitty sitcom was going. And I was like, God, I guess I need to learn another level of this acting thing. You know what I'm saying? And so I took Upright Citizens Brigade 101 and then I went through all of them. I think there's four or five classes and I even took their sketch writing workshops. And let me tell you something. It is I don't want to say it's humiliating or humbling, but here I am a 30 something year old guy with children taking a fucking improv class with some 20 year old. I, I mean, it is like, what am I doing here? But it was, you know. Hearing you say on the set of the donor party, hey, dude, do you have an improv background? Because I thought you were boring as fuck and you're not. <laughs> and, but by the way, that's right, right. I think the moral of the story is thank God I listened to Horatio Sands and took those classes because being an actor these days is so much more than just memorizing lines and sides and going and reading for a role. Right. You have to bring so much more. And it's just, it's like, don't be afraid of, don't be afraid of that change. You know? Uh, And thank God I, I, I wasn't, I was, but thank God I wasn't.
0: Well, you were humble enough to you, you to not let your ego get in the way of saying, well, I am already a legit actor. I don't need classes, which a lot of people do. And I think that, you know, you're, you were always, you're open to always learning it was so
1: fun. I I, I got to tell you, I, I got to give a shout out. Also, I had one teacher named Julie Brister, who's an actress. She's around. I think about her every time I go on a set. I think about stuff that Julie Brister taught me at UCB 301. I, I just it, it's 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 a great experience. If anyone is listening to this and I'm sure you have a lot of comics and stuff who listen to your show like um, don't be afraid to take those classes. They're so, and even if you're an oldie like me, it's it's really fun. I I I, I think often of going back and taking Julie Brister's class now as a yeah. g- dude in my late 40s. It's it's just a fun thing to do.
0: As a guy who's made it and is in Calabasas, going to smart and final.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. In um, Bristol Farms bags.
0: So so we uh so back to how we met. We met and then I think I don't know who suggested to whom that we go out to dinner. It was a mutual, I'm, it was a mutual, let's mutual go get thing. dinner.
1: I think you were we, a little more awkward. I'm sure I asked you out and you were like, well, I'm not into any like weird stuff. And I was like, no, man, I just want to go out no. to dinner with you. And then, oh, you know what? I think we started talking about foods and restaurants and I can yeah. tell you were really a foodie. So I made a date at a, like, sort of like a really foodie type restaurant for us. You did. And we, we went to,
0: we went to black market liquor and... really fun which is very fun in the valley and i remember our date i got there early and dan is single there was and i am
1: not and yeah, uh, right. uh we sort of closed the joint down a little bit
0: yeah well there were, hold on um, before we went before we before you we just so you know what it's like to go out to dinner with jerry o'connell i got there early and i went to the there was a line of people trying to get in oh you're you have this much weight that much weight and i said hey um I'm having dinner. Uh, My friend made the reservation. His name is Jerry O'Connell. And they were lit up like, oh, Jerry's coming. Yes, of course. And I looked in the screen and your name was like in like bold red. Like, you know, you're like a VIP there. And they gave us the best table in the house, a booth that was amazing. And we started having, we had such a good time. And here's the thing, though. Here's here's what you got to know about Jerry O'Connell is that – and, and let me know if you don't want me to mention this. We can cut it out. But Jerry doesn't no. Jerry doesn't drink. You're, you're a sober man. But it seems like one of your coping mechanisms is when the other person orders a drink, you say, yeah, let's just get two of those. So I ordered a Negroni. And you're like, yeah, make it two so that it feels like you're getting a drink. But then I'm drinking that second Negroni. And so now I'm getting completely hammered. <laughs> because Jerry like- wants to just say, yeah, let's make it two.
1: I do like to party. I do like uh and by the way, like alcohol vicarious. Alcohol, that's
0: vicarious partying. Listen, I mean,
1: alcohol <laughs> equals a party. I mean, everybody has fun when they get a little drunk, you know? And uh I also don't like people to not have fun around me. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm uh, mm-hmm. I'm a fun guy. But anyway, we, we we closed the place down and Dan, who is single and I who am not, we ended up uh talking to two uh very uh beautiful um people lovely ladies and Dan uh, dan uh, Dan scored some digits <laughs>
0: I did score some digits
1: another night that we went out just to let you know how fancy Dan is
0: everyone wait dan hold older. on you're you're hold on you're 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 fast forwarding too much so listen this this happens we have dinner it was so much fun I go home and I was like that was a fun experience dinner with Jerry O'Connell I think we got along really well he seems like a cool guy fun guy you know it's fun to make friends later in life and yeah, uh you know that was cool you know we'll see what happens next day this is how thirsty jerry o'connell is for that dana dude nectar next day a text yo dan it's jerry o from last night i was like hey jerry o you're like what are you doing tonight i was like i don't know you're like geffen playhouse let's go i was like oh yeah okay i guess we're going to the geffen playhouse so we, so we go to the geffen playhouse watch the play and then it was where do we go for dinner now? Yeah. And we were like throwing some things back and forth. And you were like, let's go to Musso and Frank's. Yeah. And which, like, which explain to Frank's. people who don't live in LA, what it is. Musso and Frank's is probably one of the cooler restaurants in LA. It's actually yeah. featured in the movie. Um, Once upon a time Once in upon- Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's like just as old school kind of Italian steakhousey joint white yeah. tablecloth place in Hollywood mm-hmm. where, you know, you go you know, the, 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 the waiters are all wearing tuxedos and, yeah. you know, you get yourself a martini and whatnot. So I was like, sounds great. Let's go. And we go there and everyone knows Jerry O'Connell. And you <laughs> you like to do something that I love. You like to, you. Uh, it's called, I, I call it big timing. You like to big time people. You walk in, well, valet guy, 20 bucks. You yeah. walk in, you go into the, uh, the hostess. Hi, Jerry, how are you? Great. We're going to love uh, yeah. a thing for two. Boom, 20 bucks great yeah. the person who walks to the table boom 20 bucks big timing big yeah. timing and i love it well,
1: it's not big timing it's also um uh, tips mean a lot to people who work in service you ever work in service
0: no i come on uh, but, uh, but you know
1: you <laughs> but you call them personals you know like if a personal is like above the signing 20% on the check yeah if you get a personal tip it it means a lot in the service industry and we went there without a reservation, and the young lady who was the hostess sat us immediately in the middle of the dining room. And that's worthy of 20 bucks. I'm sorry, Dan. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, I love it. I love it. In fact, I've been doing a lot of that myself since our dinner because I was like, Yeah, I just like the vibe of like there's a merriment around this man when he walks through the restaurant. And I like that.
1: Well, it's also, I always keep a couple 20s in my wallet in case somebody gets a tip. I mean, I just do. I, I just like cash. I, um, my family is, uh, originally from Jersey city and, uh, they're, we're tippers, you know, we, yeah. uh, we just tip people. And, um, I grew up around tippers and you know, what's so funny about tipping if you ever are in doubt as to whether you should tip or not, you should tip.
0: Yeah. If you know, there's it's ever funny. like
1: a feeling like, Oh, should I give this person a tip? Just tip
0: them. You know what? It's funny. My grandmother used to say something because my dad once said, like, I don't know if I should tip them or not. And she was like, everybody loves money. Tip, like, tip, them. tip, tip.
1: Them. I have a funny joke with my wife, too, um, whenever I get cash, because if you're a tipper, you have to go to the bank machine about once a week, you know, and like, yeah, bank machines. Nobody goes to bank machines anymore. I'm the, I'm the right. only one, you know, and like I have to like stop off in the parking lot, get out. It's also dangerous in L.A. You got to look around your shoulder. You're going to get robbed these days, you right. know. Yeah, but nobody carries cash in them, but I always keep keep 20s. But whenever I do it and my wife was with me, I always like hand her like 60 bucks. And I go, hey, here's some walking around money. <laughs> <laughs> my wife always laughs. Says, hey, uh, yeah, just take this. It's some walking around money. It's something my uncle used to always do to me. He'd always give me like a 20 and go, hey, here's some uh, here's some walking around money. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> walking around money. I love it money. so much. Walking, walking around,
0: around money. money. But go. anyway,
1: at, the, at that dinner, I wanted to tell everyone. Dan is so fancy. He ordered sand dabs. Yes. Sand
0: dabs. <laughs> well, it's a very interesting thing that it's a fish you don't find everywhere. And they have them at Muson Franks. It's a flat, bo- it's a flat fish that's on the bottom, sort of like flounder or, yeah. uh, you know, a soul. halibut. Like it's all. Um, it is so delicious. And that's another place we go there. And I was like, let me get a martini. And Jerry goes, yeah, make it too. And so now yeah. I have two fucking martinis with their sidecars that I have to finish.
1: Oh, God, uh, just because our night, the our, our date, the previous night, um, these ladies came up and started talking to Dan. And much like ordering two drinks for the table, I was living vicariously through my single friend. Uh, do you remember we sent drinks to a table of like three young ladies who were sitting across from us? Yes. Um, <laughs> wow. Hope my wife doesn't listen to this. Um, but uh, we sent drinks and we were like, hey, let's sit and let's eat drinks. And then we like raised our glasses to them. And then they fucking left the restaurant. <laughs> and we were like, unbelievable. So rude.
0: They wanted what nothing the to drinks. do with us.
1: They wanted nothing to do with us. It was so crazy. <laughs> that was on me, Dan. They they probably like, they sensed your like magnetism and stuff. And they were like, oh, I like him. But then they saw me and they were like, that guy's too desperate.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. They they They, they didn't want to hang out with Jerry O'Connell. Come on. Come on. It was all me. It was my deviated septum. It was my high forehead. <laughs> no, um, it was. Uh, we have fun though when we go out, man. Here's the but. That's that's that seems to be a common thread with you. Is you want whether it's on a set, whether it's at a restaurant, you want you want the whole orbit around you to be having a good time.
1: And I love. Yeah, that. I like to. Uh, it costs you nothing. It costs you nothing to be nice. Yeah. It literally no. costs costs nothing.
0: It's great. I love. To, I love it. I love it about you. Um, what? and now if you got the time, we're going to get to the questions that I ask every guest, uh, who let's go, does the podcast.
1: let's go. Cause I got to go to sushi with my wife. My wife is a huge sushi eater. I'm not really into sushi, but I do it because, uh, I try to stay married.
0: Okay. We're going to make it very, very quick. Starting with what is your earliest food memory?
1: Pizza. And not only eating pizza, I'm from the East coast, but also spelling it. I have a like. It's so funny. I remember talking about pizza and saying as a kid, P-I-Z-Z-A, P-I-Z-Z-A, pizza, and um, really being into pizza and also um, salami. I loved sliced salami to the point where my grandmother called me salami um, because I just, I, I loved salami.
0: That's very cute. I love that. Still do. What is your death row meal? So we have to think of a reason you're on death row. Let's say you uh, you go to the Smart and Final. You didn't bring the Bristol bags. You're out with the Smart and Final bags. The paparazzi are snapping pictures. You lose your shit. It doesn't really happen. I'm sort get of it.
1: excited when they take my photo, but whatever. <laughs> I actually call get, them. I call them to take my
0: photo. Yeah, but you don't have the right bags, though. So you're not into it. So you oh. end up getting in your car and running them over. And now okay. you're on death row.
1: Uh, My last meal is a restaurant cooked, uh, either Mastro's or Ruth, Chris, or uh, those are two steakhouses or um, Mousson Frank's, the aforementioned Mousson Frank's,
0: a bone in filet, bone in Mm. filet. Steakhouse dinner is the number one most requested death row meal. Bone in filet. You like that bone? (laughs) Sandabs. I would not want a sandab as my last meal either. (laughs) Uh, what is uh either the best... that or uh if
1: i was really um really going for it i love uh pork carnitas burritos huh. wet pinto beans pork carnitas burritos
0: wow yeah that is quite a journey from uh bone and filet to yeah uh
1: you know i like salty cured meats i don't know what to tell you
0: yeah there's nothing wrong with that except they're not great for you but they're delicious
1: I know it's, it's bad stuff,
0: but But, it's really uh, delicious. And you take, you pop your aspirin in the morning, you'll be fine. All good. Fish oil, aspirin, and buttermilk. You're going to be fine. (laughs) What is the best high end meal that you've ever had?
1: High end, highfalutin means to me, small portions. And I'm not into that. I'm not into that at all. It means like Mm. gastro, whatever they call it, you know, like fancy, expensive meals with fanfare. Right. Right. I went to Greece for the first time this summer. I'd never been Mm. Greece and Italy. I'd never been to those two countries. And I have to say my wife and I ate at a hotel. I forget the name of it. And I had just like a Greek meal with like grilled meats and grilled vegetables and a feta salad. And it was just like a Mediterranean, simple meat salad. Mm. Meal, Mm. and that is often what I think of as the classiest. Just like that, to me, is the pinnacle of food and eating. Mediterranean, Greece on the Mediterranean, hearty, simple meat, olive oil, feta food.
0: Love it. Nothing like
1: Patina. I got to tell you, I've been to Patina and stuff, and those restaurants are great. But like. When you're getting something with something that's gastronomically done, and it's like this big, and it's like 50 bucks for an app, and you're getting a burger on your way home, it's not for me, man.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. Hey, it's Jerry O is a man of the people. So what is the best low-end meal? you've ever had. This can be a street taco. It can be a little piece. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to
1: be, Um, it's going to be, I live here in Southern California. It's going to be Mexican cuisine. Um, mm. It's going to be, um, it's going to be taco stand stuff. You know, I mean, yeah. it's one of the great things about living in SoCal is that it's so close to Mexico and there are so many Mexicans, man. I, I worked in Pacoima which is a small town here in um, Southern California and there was a cash only tamales place called Rosie's Tamales, mm. Rosie's Tamales. It was in a strip mall. The woman served those tamales out of a cooler and I would buy as many as I could and bring them to work and be like, guys, try these tamales, chicken, pork, beef, unreal, like Rosie's Tamales in Pacoima, Interesting. Interesting. cash only. Awesome even the sauces that they put in the cup
0: next to you. Well, who is your favorite celebrity food personality? So this can be like an Anthony Bourdain type. It can be, uh... Uh, you know what?
1: I don't watch cooking shows. I don't watch restaurant shows. Dan, you're going to roll your eyes. You, mm. um, I Come think, on. Uh, I'm not kidding. I think this podcast is really funny. I, I, um, I, I play golf on Thursdays with my buddies usually. And I couldn't go today cause I was doing your show. And I said, Hey, I can't do I can't do golf today because I'm doing my buddy's podcast, and you have to take a picture of your fridge and talk about what's in there. And everyone in the text chain went, "Oh, that sounds like a funny podcast."
0: That's so, so nice. You gave well, up golf day for me. That's that's very sweet of you, Jerry. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Maybe you could have prefaced it without saying, "Hey, I don't actually know any food people, so I guess I'm going to say you, Dan." Yeah, you know,
1: you Dan. Yeah. I, I don't know any other food people. I met Kat right. Korok. Kakora's is really nice
0: <laughs> okay desert island food you're trapped on a desert island one food you're going to re- eat for the rest of your life you're never going to get tired of it what is it jar of peanut
1: butter and milk whole whole milk
0: that tracks that tracks um gets you what gets you muscular everything you're all, and gets the pumps going yeah is there a food that you can't stand eating? I'm just not a fish person. I just rarely
1: eat fish. I will, if it comes to me and it's in front of me, I will try it. I will eat it. You know, I'm about to go get sushi with my wife, so I'm gonna have to have fish there. But just don't do it.
0: So you're not a fish guy, yet you have an open kind of rotting bowl of fish and meats just sitting there. Yeah. And this, I don't. You you have a lot of layers, Jerry. I don't. I don't quite get it. Last question. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. This is my favorite question. What is your restaurant pet peeve? Too fancy. Too fancy. Too much fanfare.
1: People who bring a drink menu and then you get a food menu and then you get the specials and think about it and then they come back and then each course is brought separately and then you're brought a dessert menu. It's like, Let's get down to dirty. Let's get down to business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business.
0: You know, it's amazing that you and I are such good food partners because what you just described as your worst meal was like my favorite. I know. That's why I love hanging with you. Bring me all the menu. (laughs) jerry thank you so much. Tell the people where they can find you.
1: Uh, you can find me on Yelp. I, I leave very I leave reviews for restaurants. Jerry O'Connell on Yelp. I'm not kidding.
0: <laughs> I love it. Thank you Jerry. Enjoy sushi. Take care. Love you Danny. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery.